Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Local people. Local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. Emergency aid New York style for asylum seekers coming into the city. That's from Mayor Adams today announcing what he called a starting point for the influx of migrants in need of a quick start to their new lives. The legal aid folks have some questions about it, though. 1010 Winds reporter Carol DiOrio with more. The mayor wants the Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center to be the first place the migrants will be taken to when they arrive in New York City. And the first relief center is scheduled for Orchard Beach in the Bronx in the coming weeks. The relief center will include 10 with lots of beds for adults only. The mayor said everything the migrants will need will be there. That will include food, medical care, caseworkers, and legal assistance, whatever they need. It's expected they will stay anywhere from 24 to 96 hours, but that, of course, could change. It's not a permanent place, but a starting point. Carol DiOria, 1010 Winds in Orchard Beach in the Bronx. Legal Aid already issued a statement calling the plan's congregate setting aspect a bit dangerous for their taste. Officials say they're still waiting to hear back from City Hall. They had some specific questions saying they're concerned with any scenario that could have adverse and dangerous impacts on a uniquely vulnerable population. Meantime, down on the southern border, some members of the El Paso, Texas City Council pushing for more help from the Fed and other groups asking the mayor there for an emergency declaration. Customs and Border Protection has responded to the influx of people by opening a temporary processing center in El Paso. We want to know who and what is entering this country. Gloria Chavez is head of the El Paso Border Patrol sector. Far from simply dumping people on the street, she says. We are going to register that individual. We're going to get their biographical data. We're going to get their photos so that we will always track and know who these individuals are. The migrants are turned over to church, private, or non-governmental organizations to continue a process that will lead to remaining in the states or being sent back home. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. El Paso officials say some 1,500 immigrants arrive there each day. Back home, the Staten Island man who slapped former Mayor Rudy Giuliani on the back in a ShopRite supermarket has agreed to accept a deal that would get assault charges against him dismissed. The Richmond County DA's office says the case has been adjourned in contemplation of dismissal. That means as long as Daniel Gill stays out of trouble for six months and don't go around patting people on the back again, the charges will be dropped. Gill's legal aid attorney, Susan Plattis, spoke to 1010 Wen, says Gill just slapped a Giuliani on the back in June when Rudy was campaigning for his son, Andrew. That activity or that action did not rise to the level of a criminal offense. So from the very beginning, our position was that these were, uh, what, you know, the charges here were disproportionate to what the facts were. And so we always anticipated or we believe the the just outcome should have been a dismissal. In fact, Giuliani barely reacted to the slap in surveillance video of the incident, which everybody saw, but later said it felt like somebody shot me or that I've been hit by a boulder. The judge didn't buy it. New York City is sending a team of about 12 members with technical skills to Puerto Rico today to aid in relief following the hurricane there, Fiona. 
Puerto Rico reeling from the storm, which is now bearing down on Bermuda as a Category 4 with sustained winds of 130 miles an hour. It's off to the west of Bermuda right now. Also today, and to assist, President Biden went ahead and approved a major disaster declaration to expedite even more help to the storm-ravaged area. Too many homes and businesses are still without power, without clean drinking water. And yesterday, at the governor's request, I immediately approved an expedited major disaster declaration to provide individual and public assistance to help people and communities uh, recover from it. Uh, and this declaration is going to we'll get federal resources there quickly. The New York contingency made up of experts who specialize in building, design, construction, even the city's parks department, who can help with technical assistance and doing assessments in different areas of Puerto Rico. That's to understand what the needs are. Well, if you're in the outfield at Yankee Stadium when Aaron Judge hits his 61st homer, you probably won't want to be shy about trying to make the catch. As you might expect, whoever comes away with the ball from that historic big fly is basically coming away with a virtual gold mine. Ken Golden is the executive chairman of the Golden Auction House, knows a thing or two about it, the value of sports memorabilia, that is. He was live with Bridget today on Newsline. Ball number 61, that um, you know, passes Ruth and ties you know, Maris for the Yankee and American League all-time record. You know, I would put the range on that between 250 and 350,000. Oh, my goodness. As Ken mentioned, Judge's next homer will be uh, the t- will tie him with Roger Maris for the most ever homers in one season by a Yankee and in the American League. And he says the ball from Judge's 62nd home run <laughs> could be worth as much as one and a quarter million dollars. You can hear each of Judge's at-bats as he continues his chase right here live on 1010 Wins. Yeah, every time he steps up, we'll shut up and let the crack of his bat and the sound of the game take over starting tonight. A little something-something our bosses came up with. That's a cool thing. It's a tale of two cities when it comes to the airports in our area. A new J.D. Power Satisfaction Survey has JFK in the top five when it comes to mega airports around the country and Newark Liberty in the bottom five. J.D. Power's Managing Director of Travel and Hospitality, Mike Taylor, spoke to 1010 Wednesday. We cover everything from getting to the airports, leaving the airport. So the big factors are airport access, checking in, going through TSA security, what people think of the building of the terminal facilities, food, beverage and retail services at the airport and then baggage claim. Other top five airports when it comes to satisfaction include Wayne County and Detroit. Uh, San Francisco International. Others in the bottom five, though, include Boston, Logan, LAX, and Chicago O'Hare. If you're wondering where's LaGuardia, wasn't even considered for the survey because it's considered a large airport, not a mega airport. (laughs) Imagine that. Tense moments this morning aboard a United Airlines flight out of Newark, by the way, headed to Brazil when the thing was forced to make an emergency landing back at Newark because of an apparent problem with the plane's hydraulics. Video of the plane show what appears to be sparks flying out of the thing, And what appears to be falling debris, fortunately nobody was hurt. We don't know of any injuries. There's been no comment yet from United Airlines. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.